I'm the king of rock, there is none higher. Sucker MCs should call me sire. To burn my kingdom, you must choose fire. I won't stop rocking till I retire. Now we rocked up party, it come correct. All cuts are on time, and rhymes connect. Got the right to vote, and we'll elect. And other rappers can't stand us, but give us respect. You're listening to the PCAST, presented by CDE Light Band. Each week we take you around on the athletics department, occasionally the OVC, thanks to our good friends at CDE. Thank you to our friends at CDE, and thanks to you, the listeners. I am Coley Wilson. He is Casey Krueger. Welcome to the nation's top-ranked Austin Peay podcast, stepping away from the perpetual doom machine for a few minutes to bring you some mirth. Casey, how are you now? Good, and you? Not so bad. Uh, I think it's important that we, we lead off this week talking about a subject very near and dear to all our hearts. Uh, it's it's It happened early in the week. It's been uh, talked about, dissected constantly. Uh, there's been a lot of uh, been a lot of takes, been a lot of takes on both sides. Uh, very hotly contested race, very hotly contested uh, final polling numbers. And I think it's just important that we get the cards on the table right now. I think it's pretty obvious what we're talking about. Austin B is your preseason men's basketball favorite in the Ohio Valley Conference. That's right. That's exactly what we were talking about. That's exactly what we were talking about. The Govs tied with the arch nemesis Murray State Racers for the league's top spot in the preseason poll. Uh, I say they get the tiebreaker because they also had the preseason OVC Player of the Year once again in Terry Taylor. Yeah, if you guys uh, still weren't aware, Terry Taylor. Good. Quite good at basketball. Good at the basketball. You know who else is good at basketball? Jordan Adams. Jordan Adams. Oh, look. First team all OVC. I don't I don't mean to I don't mean to tell tales out of school or um you know disparage anyone else in this fine conference. But let's 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 call a spade a spade here. If Terry Taylor wasn't preseason player of the year, it'd have been Jordan Adams. It would have been. Uh, for for my money, not only the top two players in the OVC, but I would say at the mid-major level, the best one-two punch in these great United States. Literally the, the one-two. One-two. Can't get better. Can't Cannot, get better. Can't and won't get better. Thoughts and prayers to everybody that has to guard them this season. Yeah, it's a real... Uh, it's a real Sophie's choice there if Sophie also had to choose between getting crushed by Carlos Paz, Alec Woodard, Mike Don't P, about Reginald Corbin, G. Corbin Merritt, and Reginald G. Yeah, I mean, uh, whew. yikes. That's talent. Good luck, guys. Best of luck, everyone. You can see why they're the preseason number one, can't you? I sure can. I can't believe they're tied with Murray. I mean, I can't either, but you know what? This is America, and... You knew this was a democracy when you signed up, and you know, some losers who picked the racers. There, there's you. You can't account for every wrong-headed voter out there. You just can't. You you step in the ballot box. You do the best you can for yourself, and you move it along. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Also fine. Fabi Schmidt, the OVC Scholar Athlete Award winner for the Governors, the 26th in program history. This. 
I feel like the the OVC Scholar Athlete Award kind of is the redheaded stepchild of OVC awards because I think we make a big deal out of it, but it also always happens in the fall and amongst like a thousand and fifteen other things that are going on. So this year gets to breathe a little more. Fabby Schmidt, one of six OVC Scholar athletes. This is the highest award blending academics and athletic performance that the OVC offers. I mean, dominant on the tennis court. You look you look back at some of the people who have gotten this award in the past. You're talking about Lydia Giannis Garcia. Kristen Stucker. Kristen Stucker. Um, a couple of men's tennis guys. Uh, Sean Bailey. Sean I Bailey, Alexis Tverionis. These are people who, uh, if they're not already in the Austin B. Athletic Hall of Fame, probably soon. Tell you what, Fabian Schmidt's got a lot of wins here at Austin P. A lot. You look. You look. If you back, look at her, the end of her junior year compared to the end of Lydia Giannis Garcia's junior year, she might have a couple more singles wins. If you were to go do that research, might have a couple more singles wins. And here we're talking about one of the best women's tennis players, maybe the best in conference history. I would say yes. I, I would say if not yes, then very close to yes. Fabian Schmidt doesn't have an OVC Player of the Year yet, but guess what? I we, think we were we, quite on track last year we, until the things shut down. We got a, we got a, we got a, another year for that. And I we think, got two more now. Oh yeah, that's true. Got two more for that. I'm I'm never gonna get that right. Yeah. I will I will be calling seniors, freshmen, and freshman seniors until all of these people are out of here. But we also can't forget to mention her 4.0 in the classroom, her OVC. Academic Medal of Honors, her Dean's List selections, her OVC Commissioner Honors Roll selections, her everything. Work her, with SAG. All of her community service, her work with tennis camps, tennis clinics. I mean, student athlete. I believe, I believe well-rounded is the descriptor. I believe I Gerald said she defines the total gov concept. I, I mean, if, if you're getting Gerald to define you as the total gov concept, you've done something pretty substantial here. Also substantial, now that they're official. We have some shooty hoop schedules. Basketball. I mean, you've got an actual schedule full of conference and non-conference games, and I'm getting there. Yeah, the women are going to play five non-conference games to start the season. They're going to open up on this, no, not December, November 25th against North Alabama and Florence. Then they're going to play their home opener that very next Saturday, November 28th. They're going to welcome Trevecca to the Dunn Center. So you're going to be able to get out here and socially distance watch the Govs. Then they've only got one other non-conference home game. It's Chattanooga, and it's on December 15th, so be here because uh, the mocks are coming to town. The men, by comparison, spending Thanksgiving week in Florida for the Gulf Coast Showcase. Uh, scheduled to take on Nebraska-Omaha guaranteed in the opening game and then the winner or loser of the Indiana State-ECU matchup the following day. Middle Tennessee, East Tennessee – and two more schools who I've completely blanked on, but those are kind of the primary uh, things. Personally, I'd love an ETSU matchup in the I, championship. In the championship game, Govs, awesome. ETSU, that is a... Those are the two best mid-major teams in the state. That, that is a mid-major uh, titan, a, a, a battle of the mid-major titans. Like, it's too... That's, if, that's, you're, if you're putting down the best mid-majors in the state of Tennessee, it's us and ETSU. Even with Steve Forbes gone... That team is good. They're loaded with JUCO guys. And personally, for me and my family, with both my parents graduating from ETSU, I'd love to see that matchup. Yeah, but nobody cares about you. Right, but, you know, that's what I want. And then the league schedule got announced Thursday. 20 games this year, uh, each team picking up a road and a home OVC contest as the league attempts to flesh out the schedules more and give everybody more opportunities to play. 
the Murray State games, which I know for a segment of the populace is the only games you care about. Still not scheduled yet. Well, the women's games are scheduled. The women are going to play Murray State to open the conference schedule December 22nd in Kentucky. In Kentucky. In Kentucky. That other one comes sometime to you in January. I can't remember the date right now. Go look on letscopy.com. We did post those schedules today. Like 10 minutes ago. Like 10 minutes ago. Um, still fleshing out who's going to host, who, when, uh, for the men's side. You kind of want to get both of those in before the December 30th start date because both Murray and Austin P will be playing uh, six of – five of their first six scheduled on the road without at least one of those games being at home. For all the fans out there, I think we open up the conference schedule at home against Eastern Kentucky on mm. home Tennessee. Wait, home, no, we're at Tennessee at State, Tennessee State, State on Thursday on the thirtieth. Home against EKU on the second, so January second. Make make plans to bring in the new year the right way. Welcome twenty twenty one. You take new, you take January one. You watch those New Year six bowl games. You have a grand old time with your family. January two, get to the Dunn Center. Kick kick 2020 to the curb the way it deserves to be and start with a fresh slate in the Dunn Center. Watch Terry Taylor dunk on people from Kentucky. Yes, he will He will be doing that a lot. It'll be fun. It'll be lots of fun. I am so I'm thrilled. Excited. I'm, I cannot tell you how excited I am. One, I love basketball anyway. It's my favorite sport, so I'm very excited just because it's here and two, because we finally won't have to just invent busy work to look like we're... We can talk about actual sports. We can. This is so much fun where we're talking about things that have actually happened or will happen. So what do you want to know about soccer this week? What is this hex you spoke of last week? It's not a, not a witch's curse, correct? I mean, you know, it could be given how uh, poorly the United States has performed in the hex of late. But when I started doing my research... Uh, the hex is, at least now, no more. Oh, boy. Yeah, so this was the 16-round uh, album format that CONCACAF used. What is CONCACAF? CONCACAF is the Confederation of North, Central America, and Caribbean Association football. Obviously. Obviously. That <laughs> determines this region's qualifiers for the World Cup. It's been used since 1998. Uh for 2022, because of how the COVID pandemic has interrupted the international windows this year, CONCACAF has expanded it to eight teams for this, for at least this. So it's the OCT. Yeah, it's the OCT. It's not the HEX this time around. Uh, but that it's usually been the, uh, the qualifying procedure for, uh, the World Cup, Mexico, pretty traditionally very good at it. Costa Rica, pretty traditionally in and around it. The United States, um, we we've took some L's. We've we're, not, took we're not good at it. We've 2018 was not our finest moment, and I think I think everyone could uh, could cop to that. Uh, we we've uh, you know what. We're getting better. We're getting better. We're getting a lot better. We you got Pulisic guy. You got Gio Reyna. You got uh, Christian Pulisic. It's uh, it's it's moving. It's One moving of the Wolves forward. made the made the team. Wow. Yeah. Oh, it's a Wolves Academy midfielder, Owen Atasawi, oh, for so, his senior international call up. Oh, so we're just like 
taking. Oh, we're, you're an American in the Premier League? Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, we're ju- we're taking like the junior varsity Premier League guys and just like, yep, absolutely, national probably, team. Let's probably do this. Probably better than what else we would get. I have no earthly idea. Me, me either. Things I do have an idea about, though. We got an awesome interview with Reed Brown coming up for your listening pleasure right after this. You know the city is my I made them a million, now fuck you, we are rich. I ain't trying to have babies right now, so we fuck with a rubber, but I got a rub. Know this money bring EV, you probably won't beat me, but bro, we can't be by no small. Overseas got a crowd doing my shit. Can't believe that I'm still in apartments. Businessman went and got me in office. Me and Dollar deals, I get them often. Me and Dollar was serving on Spa Street. All legit, he gonna stay with a chopstick. I got raw, that shit made me a monster. His first career swing at Austin P was a home run, and from that point, it seemed like Reed Brown might have a fantastic freshman season in store. But after COVID-19 shut the season down after 13 games, we were robbed of seeing what the power hitter from Marietta, Georgia, could do. Full season hopefully awaits him come spring, but for now, let's get to know Reed a little better on the PCAST. Reed, how are you today? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Describe the emotions of that first at-bat. First swing, home run. Um, So... Our starting first baseman, John McDonald, had gotten hurt. Um, He's battling some hamstring issues all fall, and I knew there was going to be an opportunity for me to come in, but um, I didn't realize how early it would be. And um, J-Mac got hurt, and coach says, Reed, you're going to be going in the field next inning, and then you're going to be the first guy to hit the next next at-bat. And so I come in. I'm, I'm on deck. I'm shaking a little bit. I'm a little nervous. My parents are in town for the game, and um, – Emotions are kind of there just because, like, you realize how far you come and where you're at. And I get in the box, and I know I just got to compete. Um, I get in, and I see a fastball, and I attack. And it just happens. I, I find a barrel, and I see the ball, and I'm like, this ball's got a chance to go. I took out sprinting. I had no idea where it was going to go. And all of a sudden, I just see it go over the fence. And I'm like, holy cow, first swing, college baseball, Division One opening day. Um, I hit a home run. It it, it was really cool. Um, just getting to go through that moment, never really having that. You, you That moment only happens one time in your life, in your career. And it's still unbelievable to this day. But at the same time, got to move. Like, as a player, you got to move on and just focus on what's next. So, But it was, it, it was a really, really cool moment. That first at bat, you described those jitters. Is it hard to – in that moment to put aside all the emotions of everything and just focus and concentrate on, all right, it's time to do the job? Yeah. Um, at the same time, everybody gets those jitters. Like, their body's feeling it. Your mind is like, what if this happens? What if that? But once you get in the box, you just got to think, I'm going to get the job done. And um, I knew that I got called up to get the job done, and I knew that's what I had to do. So once I got in, it was just, let's get to business. Let's have fun. Um Baseball is a fun game, and yeah, you're going to fail at times, but at the same time, when you succeed, you're it's really, really, really fun game. So it, it was just get in the box, have fun, and let's get to work. The transition from high school to college, was it easier or more difficult than you anticipated? Um, Honestly, I think it was easier for me. Um, Coming from the area that I live in, Georgia, uh, baseball is really, really competitive. I went to a very large school in the classification of 7A, which is the highest classification of a school that you can go to. Most kids 
most sports, athletes, different things like that. And baseball, we had guys going power five all over our county, all over the area. And my team was a really competitive team. So, I mean, coming in, the, I thought it was going to be really, really difficult coming into college. You hear Division One baseball, best of the best, and it, it is. But you realize it's always going to be the same game. Things just speed up just that much quicker. So, I mean, it, it, was, it wasn't that hard of a jump. But at the same time, there's going to be those difficult things that go on once you get come in as a freshman. In the spring, it seemed like you guys barely got started, and then, boom, shut down. It's all taken away. When that happened, everybody kind of experienced that in a different way. What was it like for you to have your first season just gone in an instant like that? For me, I thought about all the guys that I had gotten close with on the team at first, and it was like we had so many seniors that we didn't know if they were going to come back or they were going to go right away. Um, we really didn't have the chance as a team to really get going. We had our flashes of being a really good team. And I feel like the end of the, at the end of the year, we got a game to gain momentum. And then right then it was just shut down. So like we have those older guys that we got to know and then the younger guys that just came in. And for me as a freshman, so a lot of those guys are guys that I looked up to um, and then they were just gone. Um, but now it's just you look back and you like, we got to do what we wanted to do when the season got canceled. It's still mission to go for a regular season title, OVC championship. We still got to get a job done, and that's what we're going to try our best to do still. So, What do you think you as an individual and the team as a whole were capable of over the course of a full year if you'd gotten it? Um, as a freshman, um, I saw myself – really getting a lot of playing time. Um, I was in and out the lineup. Um, I had my moments, but I really saw myself getting a lot of playing time. I was getting more confident as the year was going on. And um, I feel like I was capable of being one of the high top impact players on the team. Um, we have a lot of really good players. We have Garrett Spain, one of the best in the country. Malcolm Tipler, he's been on the team for a very long time. John McDonald, who got hurt. Bobby Head, very good shortstop, and I just feel like that team was going to be really, really good, and I could be at the top with some of those guys on our team. The Downey Center, having that completely reshape your clubhouse area, how just how nice is it? Well, first of all, I want to thank Doug and Linda Downey for uh, what they've done for our program. They're one of the top supporters, top donators to our program, and you think about locker rooms all over the country. A lot of Division One schools don't have what we have now. Um, but going back to what you just asked, the Doug Downey uh, Operations and Baseball Center, it's one of the most beautiful buildings I've ever walked into. Um, we have our own locker room um, away from the coaches, which we used to have to share that area with our coaches. Um, we have our own players lounge area that where we can like if we need homework to get done, go sit in there, chill out, do our homework, watch TV, um, a bathroom that's a lot bigger for all of us to use ping pong, which every day uh, is very competitive um, in the locker room. There's a um, top 25 rankings for ping pong, which it, it gets pretty funny and pretty competitive in there. Where are you at in that top 25? 
Um, I have not cracked the top 25. <laughs> um, I'm just going to say that I have not played enough games yet. But, um, yeah, that gets competitive. Just everything about that building, though, if you walk down the hallways, you see all the history that's gone through Austin P. Baseball, um, all the players who have made really big impacts, like OVC All-Americans, All-Americans, guys who've been drafted. And it kind of, like, as a newcomer and coming from last year to this year, now I get to see to where I want to, who I want to be like, but set it for my own self, um, make my own name, kind of like just how those guys did. So it's it's very nice in there. It kind of puts the history of the program sort of in your face when you walk in. Um, yes, right when you walk in. So it's pretty cool. So right when you walk in, we have the American um, – United States right there and every player has their own little icon with their number and their name and that just shows the diversity of our team where everybody comes from and then there's a big base baseball wall with our logo and then as soon as you take a left you see all the players that have been on OVC All-American teams um guys who've been drafted um just a bunch of different stuff like that um Parker Phillips home run derby his home run derby pictures in there um, times when we be in top teams in the country, uh, that's all down that wall. And it's, it's right in your face. And it's not also um, singular goals that you want to achieve as a player and want to be like, but it's also team goals. We have our OVC championship trophies, our rings, the pictures of those teams, what they've done, different things like that. And it's, it's amazing and shows us what we should be able to do and what we want to do. You already had the cat house for hitting and pitching, and now you've got the indoor facility uh, over by Fortera Stadium to do stuff whenever the weather's nasty outside. Just in that and in the Downey Center, you have these two huge, massive upgrades. How does that change your perception about the place that you chose to come to school? First, I knew this place um, when I came here instantly. Um, I told my parents after my visit, I was like, this is the place I want to want to be at. Um, I see we have one of the most beautiful scoreboards in the country. Um, our field is very nice. Our dugouts, everything. And I was told everything's developing. We're getting more of this, more of that. And uh, the locker room was definitely a big part for me, too, along with the coaching staff. And then this year, over the summer, I learned that we were getting that indoor facility over there. And it's really, it's really nice because we have a place that – if it rains, we don't just go hit. Um, we can actually get better as a team and have a place to practice um, when it's raining. Ground balls, conditioning, um, different things like that. And it, it helps our program out in a big way. Your mom and dad were both college athletes, weren't they? Yes, sir. How did that, did that give you any kind of insight into the recruiting process, just what it took to get to this point? How did it help you in your journey here? Um, I'm gonna start off with my dad. Um, he played basketball at Kennesaw State University when they were NAI school. Um, now they're a Division One school. Hall of Famer at Kennesaw State, wasn't he? Yes, sir. Um, Hall of Famer. I don't know which stats it was for, but he's in that. And um, he told me, he was like, um, kids nowadays are so fortunate with the recruiting process because we have travel ball teams, AAU teams, different things like that. And they literally had just high school. And um, but he just really told me for recruiting, just work hard every single day. Um, don't leave leave everything out there on the field or whatever sport you're playing. 
Um, and he's just he's been like a life coach for me with sports um, from his views. Um, put in that extra work, it's going to help you um, respect people on your team, um, build that chemistry with people, and that, that'll help you stick out for other coaches in recruitment. And that that's his side of the thing. And then my mom is just like, you, she, she was a swimmer. She went to um, Northern Michigan and um, she was a very good swimmer and she, her whole family's swimmers. And she said it, she kind of just fell in place there. And with that, she just really, she didn't really have anything on the recruiting process. She, it was just like her telling me, you're very smart. I know what you can do and I know what you're capable of and just believe in yourself throughout this whole process of playing because there's those rough times that you don't know what's going to happen you don't know if you can do this you don't know if you can do that and she's just that person for me that told me about college is like just be yourself play your game have fun everything's going to fall in place so that was her side being from marietta you're a braves fan very big braves fan i am uh i'm sorry about how this year turned out (laughs) It, it it was saddening. I I'm, I want to. I just sat, stared at the TV for a good thirty minutes, wondering when we're gonna make a World Series during my lifetime. Oh my gosh, that's right. When were you born? Um, two thousand one. I am. Boy, I just had a life crisis right here <laughs> on on air, realizing how old I am now because I saw the ninety five World Series. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, there's always next year probably, <laughs> but. That team's got a lot of talent, so I'm I'm excited to be a fan of them. Um, every year, every there a bunch of teams are like, "Oh, it's our year," but I truthfully think the Braves' year is coming soon. Um, big supporters of that team, and I look forward to watching them a lot. I know this is down the road, and a lot of things have to go right for you to have it work. But what would it mean to get drafted by them? Being born. Out, right outside of Atlanta, um, going and watching them since I don't even know how old I was, like watching those guys like Chipper Jones, Jason Hayward, the Uptons, just all those young time players just always being around that ballpark. Um, it, it would it would mean a lot, um, not just for me, um, just for my family too, um, just because of how much we support that team and how much we're involved in just watching them, knowing the – like watching every single player, getting to know, like, not personally, but getting to know every single player. But it, it would definitely mean a lot. Um, and w- if that time comes, when that time comes, which I believe in the future, it definitely can happen. Um, it, it'd be like a speechless moment um, just because it's where you come from. And where you come from always has more of a special place in your heart. David Weber told me you get made fun of for your massive calves. Um, so I'm going to talk about that a little bit. Uh, with my massive calves, um, it is not from working out or anything like that. Um, when I was a baby, I kind of taught myself, like every baby teaches themselves how to walk. And when I started walking, I started walking on my toes. And uh, the doctors found out about that. and they're like, his calves are going to get really big. And it just happened. I've gotten better walking from heel to toe. Um, my parents used to have to tell me, walk heel to toe, walk heel to toe. But naturally, I just, like, 
walked on my uh, toes my whole life and my cats get really big. Um, in school, people would be like, because I can't really jump that high. People be like, Reed, you should come play basketball because your calves are so big. If I had your calves, I'd be jumping out the gym or something like that. And um, I'm like, dude, these things weigh me down. They don't help me jump. Um, but, yeah, um, I, get a, I get a lot of comments about my calves. They're like, ooh, I want to start walking like you so I can get my calves that big. Or how do you do that? Like, what I makes bet it so helps big? in the weight room. Um. It definitely does for me. I feel like I'm not as big of a weight room guy, though. Um, I feel like it definitely helps me out on the field, a lower body, um, just being so powerful. Because um, over time, they were, like, really jello-y. Like, they weren't <laughs> even, like, muscle. And now that I've been getting in the weight room a lot more, it's, it's definitely been helping out in the weight room along with a lot more on the field. So... There's some fun, funny things to it, and then there's some things that actually are helpful with them. So, I'd like to talk to you about being a young black man in America in 2020. So most people may not know or may know I am mixed. Um, my mom is a white woman, and my dad is an African American man, and just and I, I was adopted by them too. Um, just growing up with them, everything's been tough as a family, not just now in 2020. Um, we have people that are old fashioned and don't believe in interracial marriage or a black guy being with a white woman or them even having a kid together. So we've, we've dealt with this stuff all our lives, getting those nasty looks, um, people judging all that type of stuff. And, um, my parents have just told me like, if you love who you love and you are going to do what you want to do and those people's judgment shouldn't have anything to do with you. So that's just something that I've gone with my whole life. Um, and I use it as motivation um, when people judge me or something like that, because maybe they're jealous of what you are or what you have. But nowadays, it starts really like hitting the fan. Everybody's noticing it a lot more. People are actually voicing what they have to say. And for me, like, all I, I, I have to say, it, it's a horrible thing. And everybody knows it. And walking out in 2020, people have to worry about, with uh, colored skin, people have to worry about going outside and this happening. Like, what if this happens to me or what if this happens to me, like I said. And it's it's a very scary thing. Um, it's something that it's in the back of my head every single day when I walk outside. And I just kind of go at on if, like, I know what kind of person I am. Um, I know what kind of heart I have for this world and for the people around me, um, regardless of their skin color. Um, I love I love all types of people, regardless of how they what they think, what they stand by, um, what their skin color is, and I think that's what a lot of people should go by. It shouldn't just be about skin color. It should be about who those people are. Um, you're not just gonna walk outside and be like, I don't like that person because their skin color. You should really just try to try to get to know people. Um, because once you get to know people, that's when you learn who they really are. 
and that's kind of what it like it is like for me in 2020 and even the years before um i'm a very talkative person i like to get to know people um regardless of who they are and i just want to make things better um it may not be something that gets noticed um by a lot of people out there because it's not going to make headlines or anything like that but every person should just strive to get to know everybody know who they really are because once everybody knows who people are and what they stand like what they stand for even if it's not the same it could still like y'all can still there's it's nothing to hate about you can find common ground yeah every everybody regardless of what it is has something in common with somebody else um and that's honestly i think that's what makes people closer is when they have their differences, but they're also able to find a common ground between each other. And um, I just really hope that soon people um, start to figure that out and um, just love everybody. That's what my dad says. Um, you don't have to know everybody to love everybody. Um, just be nice, kind of like the golden rule that everybody goes by. Uh, treat people how you want to be treated. And then if you do something that you don't like and get treated like that, it's also, it's kind of like a balance. Um, but like I said, just love everybody. Um, want to be nice to everybody. Want to be kind to everybody. Want the best for everybody. Even if they're not in your circle, just still want the best for them. But that's that's really what I got on that. In the aftermath of all the unrest that we've seen in 2020, are you more or less heartened that people are starting to become better I, I don't even know how to describe it like people are starting to to have to rethink their views on race relations and ask tougher questions and ask different questions as we relate to one another as people I really like that question I like how people are starting to like ask questions of like what do you think about this or why does this happen or why are you going to do this because of what's happened in the past um because a, a lot of it is, is a lot of people don't have knowledge. Um, and also, I think there's people out there that just think it's a joke. Um, some people think like, oh, if I say this or if I do this, people are going to laugh. Um, and that's where the education comes in, like knowledge about the situation. Like before you do something, just what's the word? I'm, just know like what you're doing could hurt somebody, even if it doesn't hurt this person it could hurt that other person just because it's funny to one group mm -hmm. doesn't mean it words have power and and that has nothing to do with skin color like it could have something to do with two people with the same skin color and it could still hurt that other person um but yeah i think knowledge is a big part in today's society of getting better um but i also think like it could go hand in hand with um like knowledge and then people also speaking up um, because I don't think people would want to know more today if people weren't saying anything about it. So I think the voice of all these communities around us um, are really helping people wanting to know more about what is happening. Baseball, we've seen the numbers over the years decline in inner cities, decline in participation with African-American communities. For you... 
in a sport that seems to be trending wider all the time for reasons that really don't have anything to do with the game, what's it like to be a black man in your sport? I've I've had this conversation with uh, my other teammate, um, Malcolm, because we never really thought about it before. And you think, looking back, you realize that that fact is true because it's a fact and there are a lot more white people playing the sport than colored people. And looking back, you realize that you'll get looked at differently for playing the sport or you'll be stereotyped like, oh, this person's colored, so he's going to be fast or like he can jump or he can do all this. And looking back, like, yeah, like that'd be cool if I could do that. But at the same time, you're stereotyping me for my skin color. Um, You'll also be called names. Um, It's not everywhere, but people will look at you and call you names and try to do things to intimidate you. Um, This is in high school. This is teenagers. Yeah, and and that's the even worse part about it. Like, it's just different things like that. And for me, I just kind of keep my composure. I'm not really worried about it because on the field, I just – I'm – really there to get business done and if, if it, it comes it really comes back out on that person that's saying the stuff but it's definitely hard um people look at you differently people ask like hey why are you playing this sport why aren't you playing a different sport um why are you able to jump higher than me why are you able to run faster than me or like just different things like that and it, it's tough to think about but at the same time like for me like I'm going to play this sport because I love this sport. I have fun playing this sport, and this is what I want to do. I don't care what you think What you think I should do. In the end, I'm going to do this. I'm going to play baseball. So, You said you were adopted from birth? Um, yes, right at birth. Um, so I really I don't know my adopted family. So my mom, Barbara, and my dad, Israel – are they've been like my parents my whole life so my birth parents i have a mom a dad and a sister who i i don't know at all i i've seen pictures but the relationship i have with my parents now um i would have never thought i was adopted um those two people are the greatest people in my life um those are my mentors they brought me up they've taught me things that I don't even know if I would have learned back where I was born or they put me into things that I don't know if I would have been able to do where I was born. So it's just it's a it's a it's a humbling experience looking back, but there's some negative thoughts that go to it, but in the end I know I'm with a really great family. Um and I'm blessed that it was at birth cuz a lot of nowadays a lot of people have to deal with leaving or living in orphanages or staying in places without families at all. So I'm I'm just very blessed to be able to have a family to go home to every single night, um, have those people to talk to about things. Even like if I want to talk about the adoption, they're they're open to talk to me about it. It's 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 something tough because um, a lot of people don't realize like a lot of people live with the family that they're born with 
so it's something tough to think about and talk about with people that um were born with their family live with their family their whole life um you'll hear things that um like people joke about adoptions and like i'll sit there and think like what if you were really adopted um because that those are the tough things like people say like oh you get this you get that and i was like i don't really care how you think about that because i don't know if i would have been able to do this or have this or get this if i wasn't adopted i don't i have no idea what my life would be like without the people that adopted me so those my mom and my dad are definitely the best two people to ever come in my life and just they just took care of me and they've made me the best man i can say i and possibly can be so far throughout my life the the discussion how did your parents start it with you and i this this is me fact finding now because i have a three-year-old that i adopted yeah and i'm trying i'm stealing myself and trying to figure out the best way to start the conversation so i've had this conversation with my mom a couple times because i've really just I've always felt like I've been with them since birth, just for how long that I've been with them with. But I was like, one day I've, I, I woke up and I was like, hey mom, like, when did you actually let me know that I was adopted? And she's like, to be honest, like we wanted to let you know as soon as you can understand that you are adopted, because then it won't be harder later in life. Um, because if somebody just hits you that with that later in life, you're gonna think back like, like I sometimes people have these thoughts like what did I do to end up in this position or like just different things like that so the best thing that I think was possible is them letting me know as soon as I could understand and then like once I once they told me that like yeah I'm gonna have those thoughts of like why was I adopted like what were those scenarios for me to be adopted but then I realized like they cared about me so much that they brought me into their family let me know as soon as I understand and but now I don't even feel like they were the family that I was adopted with they feel like the family that I was born with so it 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 was very very early when they told me Reed what is your favorite word favorite word yep um a lot of people on the team joke around with me with this word and it's I feel I just say yo a lot like what's up yo or something like that and so, like, they'll joke around with me. They'll be like, what's good, yo? And I'll be like, what's up, yo? Or if something happens, I'll be like, yo, like, what is this? Or something like that. So I'd have to go with that word, yo. What is your least favorite word? Ooh, least favorite word. I really can't – I don't really think of words being my least favorite until I hear them. Um, it's just there's a lot of – I don't think it's words that – are my least favorite. I just think it's sentences or how they're used. So that's my thought on that. Who or what inspires you? Um, definitely my parents. Um, my parents inspire me a lot just because what I've been through with them and how hard they push me and they let me know where they want me to be and how they raise me. Um, but also um another person that inspires me is my uncle he passed away just a little while ago like not super recently just a little bit back and um he inspires me a lot because he had cancer for 
a very long time. And that person inspires me. He inspires me because no matter what's going in, on in your life, um, you still got to be the best person you can be. Um, one thing I learned from him was just keep fighting. Um, no matter hard times, good times, always fight for what's good. Um, love everybody around you. Like I've, I've said that a lot today. Um, love everybody around you. Um, you wouldn't go anywhere without seeing a smile on his face. Um, and that inspires me just to be the best person I can be every day, be as happy as I can be every day. Cause you, you, you never know what moment could be your last. And, um, that really inspires me to this day, every day. Um, not a day to where I don't think about him. Um, and he, if I wanted to be like somebody, it'd be like him. Uh, just the impact he has on other people, not just how he views himself, the impact of everybody around him. So, What's the last book you read for fun? Ooh. <laughs> um, last book I read for fun was uh, Diary of a Wimpy Kid, and that was a very long time ago. What is your worst habit? Procrastination with homework. Um, I like to wait a little bit. Sometimes I'll be like, yeah, I'm going to do this in like today and then it'll end up being today turns into tomorrow. Right. Today turns into tomorrow. Tomorrow turns into the day it's due. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I procrastinate a little bit. Um, I have to have motive to get like homework done, but at the same time, like I've gotten better at it because coming into college, like you have sports, you got to get stuff done because you can't play sports if you don't get your work done or you can't go hang out with your friends if you don't get your work done. Um, and you'd rather have it done to where it's not all crammed in at once. So that's my problem, but I've gotten a lot better at it. What app on your phone gets the most use? Um, it's a toss up between Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, I'd have to say. Those those are the three ones that give me. What's the most terrifying situation you've ever found yourself in? Um, I'd have to say my first car wreck. Your um, first car wreck? Yeah, my very first car wreck. Have um, you had a lot? No, I've recently, I just hit a deer the other day. It kind of just popped up on me. But um, my first car wreck was definitely, it happened to be just where I was driving and the car, two cars up front just slammed their brakes and then the other car slammed and I was going a little bit too fast to stop. And I hit the, I tried to avoid it. So I hit the back right of the car, went into a ditch and my car kind of flipped and that, and that was scary. Um, that was definitely scary, but I'm blessed to be able to have gone through that with no injuries or anything like that. What is your idea of happiness? Um, my idea of happiness is just, really for me is just staying positive, being happy, getting done what needs to get done, um, feeling as best as you can. Um, for me, really just here, Austin P or being in school, being with friends, playing baseball, um, getting to see my parents every day, knowing that my parents are okay, knowing everybody that I love is okay. Um, that's, that's happiness for me. Um, knowing that I'm in good health, um, just different things like that. Um, what's going on in America? Um, there's certain things with America that make me happy. Um, just different situations like that. 
um, I just have to say, like, everything just going around me, like, making sure everybody's good, like I said, just different things like that is happiness for me. What is your idea of misery? I feel for that, misery is just, like, being stuck, um, not knowing what to do, where to go. I feel like that is a place for me would be misery. Um, just being down on yourself, um, feeling like you don't have anybody to support you at times. Um, feel like you're alone. That's misery for me. What makes you self-conscious? Just thinking too much sometimes. Um, like not even, it, could, it might not be anything, but I just think and think and think. You think yourself into yeah. it. What is the most embarrassing song you love? Ooh, most embarrassing song that I love. I'd have to say, Act Up by City Girls. I have to say something like that. <laughs> How would you prefer to die? Just peacefully in my, in my own sleep. Um, just laying at rest, really. If you were reincarnated, what would you like to come back as and why? Ooh. I'd have to say like a shark or a bird um, just like because they roam so freely um, like sharks they, how cool would it be to be able to live underwater and be able to breathe through water and just see everything what goes on below that humans can't see or a bird just getting to see the view of everything from above I, I think those things would be really really cool what might prompt you to lie? Um, kind of like going back to the misery topic, just feeling stuck, um, not knowing what to do. Um, that, that'll make you make me feel like I have to lie. Um, I'm just thankful I don't get in that position a lot. What makes you hopeful? Um, just seeing progress every day. Um, just becoming a better person every single day. Um, just finding a way to make something progress. What is our purpose in life? I feel like everybody has different purposes. Um, and I feel like God gives everybody a purpose, but we just don't know what it is. Um, you learn your purpose the longer you live. And I've realized I'm very young. So I I've really think about that sometimes, but I feel like everybody's purpose is different. It just takes time for people to figure that purpose out. Regardless of who it is, what is one question you would ask our next guest? What is one question I would ask our next guest? Um, what is your most embarrassing moment? I guess we could go with that. What's yours? Um, I'd have to say... My most embarrassing moment is um, when I was younger, my cousins or like my older friends, because um, I hung out with uh, girls a lot, dressing dressing up, I guess. It, 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 it's pretty embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Reed, I really appreciate you taking a lot of time out of your day. I'm sorry I kept you here so long, but at the same time, like, there was so much to ask you and so much I wanted to know. And the last thing I want to know is what do you think's next for you? Um, I don't really think about that, but 
I think about what's going on here at Austin P, and I'll go ahead and say that I feel like Austin P is becoming, getting, becoming a great and great place um, every year, just with everything going on. And there's something brewing here in Stashville um, with all the sports. I feel like this is going to become one of a huge school on the map. Not that it already is, but even bigger than what it's becoming. Um, what I think is next is just getting better, um, getting better every single day, um, progressing at what I'm not the best at every single day and working towards my goal to be as level of a person I can be. Um, and that that's what I got for that. I just think uh, Clarksville is becoming a very, very, very good place, and I'm ready to be able to share a part of my life here with it. We're grateful that you're here grateful that you took some time out of your day uh really looking forward to seeing you get back at it this thank you thanks for having me and go Bucks. coming and i'm saving for the bigger picture no one day i need them might as well get used to me my biggest fear is ending up what used to be yeah my diamonds be bbs they don't want to see us on tv unless it's the news i got something to prove yeah i'm young but got something to lose in the street i didn't pay down my dues no instruction ain't talking about literally i be walking on bc you hearing me I just pray that my kids be a bigger me, they can't get rid of me. My diamonds be BB. They don't wanna see us on TV unless it's the news. I got something to prove. Yeah, I'm young, but got something to lose. In the street, I didn't pay down my dues. No instruction ain't talking about literally. I be walking on BC, you hearing me. Thanks, Reed Brown, for coming on, sharing his story, sharing a little bit of his journey to get to Austin P and how he's become who he is today. Casey, last week. Early this week, I guess, rather. Golly, this week seems like it's taken two lifetimes. You got your first impression of Austin P. New head football coach Scotty Walden at his introductory press conference. I know what I think. I've had a chance to sit down and talk to him, though. What did you think? Boy, he's fired up. He is fired up. I mean, he is ready to go. He's got some energy. That's I, not drink like coffee. It, which is wild. D- doesn't like doesn't really drink any sort of energy stuff harder. It's weird that you find the people with the most energy like that don't drink caffeine. Well, that's that's one of the things that I've been kind of sitting and pondering on this week. Is like, am I doing this wrong? Like, am I just mainlining coffee and Red Bull constantly, and just it's not doing anything for me? I bet those practices are going to be high energy. I can't wait. I'm excited. I, I'm I can't excited. Wait. I'm very excited. Uh, I mean, press conference was great. Had me ready to run through a brick wall. Um, Why don't you start running like in general first? Try to start. Work your way up to the. I'll tell you what. I'm just ready for some football now. I am too. I'm ready to get out there and uh, hit somebody. Hundred-ish days to go. Hundred-ish today, tomorrow. I don't know. It's on the board in Eric and Robin's office. It's very close. Put it on the board. You can put it on the board. Um, Apparently, too, that we've been using this beam us up, Scotty. Apparently, that's a Star Trek reference. Found out like a week ago. Never, never seen Star Trek. Didn't know. Didn't know what beam us up, Scotty meant. Any of the start, like I nope. can, I can forgive you for not nope. having seen the TV show that nope. came out when your dad None was of it. young. None of it. N- never not seen. Even never seen a Star Trek. My dad doesn't even like Star Trek, so that's the, why we never the watched it. Chris Pine, the I don't updated. Know who Chris Pine is. He's the. The answer is no. I don't. I've never seen a second of anything Star Trek, and. We were sitting in the office, and we were getting ready to tweet out that we hired Scotty. And Marcus is like, "Yeah, beam us up, Scotty, beam us up." And I was like, sitting there like, "Why are we beaming things up? Why is that the word we're going with?" And then he left, and I asked Cody, and he told me it's a Star Trek reference. And I was like, "Well, okay." 
You, you want to know why this country's going to hell in a handbasket? It's because the youths don't remember history. That's why. <laughs> I, I was so confused when Marcus was like, we have to put beam us up, Scotty. And I was like, why is that the word we're going with? And then he left, and I was like, Cody, what does this mean? It's like Star Trek. I was like, oh. Oh, gosh. Yeah. It is so uh, you learn something new every day. And it makes so much more sense now that I know that it's a Star Trek reference. And there was apparently a Star Trek character named Scotty. I know there's a a Captain Kirk. Right? Yes. And there's a Spock. Yes. That's all I got. And a Scotty, apparently. All right, great. Your assignment this weekend is to go home and watch the new Star Trek movies. No. Why not? Not interested. Why? I don't want to be. Given all the other garbage you watch, it'd at least be a change of pace. I don't watch garbage. I watch great television. And some garbage. And some garbage. Hey, you should have a vacuum this week. There was no uh, Bachelor or Bachelorette on Tuesday. Oh, it's on tonight. I mean... Two hours. Well, at least know I've got two hours of freedom tonight, because I'm not going to sit in the same room with my wife and watch that garbage. I think things are about to hit the, hit the fan in that show. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. I could ask you to elaborate or I could just intentionally give myself a brain injury. (laughs) Tune in next week. We'll talk about the Mandalorian though. In news people care about former Austin P golf standout, Eric Barnes, a Monday qualifier for the PGA tour Houston stop this week. Barnes will make his PGA debut will be the first governor since 2015 to appear in a regular PGA Tour stop. Uh, He is actually on the course as we speak, teed off at about 8.25 this morning in Houston. Uh, How's he looking? He's hanging in there. What what course are we playing in Houston? Uh, Memorial Memorial Park, I think. Memorial Park. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I mean, the thing with getting an exemption, a Monday qualifier, is for a guy on the Corn Ferry, if he makes the weekend – He'll finance his corn ferry tour next year. Yeah, I mean, that's all you got to do is make the weekend, and you're solid there. So keep an eye out on that. Be on the Golf Channel uh, noon to 3 every day this week and also on uh, golfchannel.com and uh, NBCsports.com and the Golf Channel app. You you know what? If you want to watch Barnes hit some golf balls around, there are avenues for you to do so is what I'm saying. We opened with basketball we'll close with basketball and we'll uh well let's just talk about this so uh, earlier this week terry taylor named to the jerry west award watch list by the naismith hall of fame really cool awesome yeah great really like it's it's hey, but national, what is the jerry west award it's uh well i'll get there it's a national award uh, the preseason watch list is for the uh the committee's top 20 shooting guards that they think will be in Division One basketball this year. Yeah. Shooting guards. Wouldn't that be Jordan Adams? It wouldn't be Terry Taylor. <laughs> I'm thinking, which, what's this? Uh, there's a... Uh, the Dr. J Award. That's Because that's the small forward. That was the one Admiral forward. Schofield was on a couple years ago. I yeah. remember it specifically because yeah. of that. That would, that would be the one that I thought maybe you could also talk me into. I believe it's the Elgin Baylor is the yes. power forward. Who's the center? It's um, Wilt Chamberlain, right? I want to say it was unsell, but that's not the point here. Not the the point, point is, <laughs> I mean, technically, like if we're looking at the next level at six five, six six, he probably projects he, to a two. 
I mean, you know, you can get like, it depends on your situation. The Rockets used PJ Tucker as a five for most he, last year, have, and he's six. They five. like to call him a big guard last year. Yeah, which he is, but I three four probably not 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 shooting guard. We'll hey, take it. We'll take look, it. Hey, look if if Terry rolls out and hits forty five percent from three this year, yeah, sure, shooting guard, absolutely. Why not? We'll just run the two shooting guard play him and J five. Just, just good luck. Put put them in the corner. Have Chino slash to the middle of the lane, and whoever converges on him, he kicks it out. Splash, 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 splash. Burns with a dunk. Yep. Mm, very excited. Yeah, this is going to be so much fun. Um, Haley Meyer for your community service opportunities. Obviously, as always, um, month of thanks going on right now. Kicked off Monday. Please tag at Let's Go P on all the socials if you're doing some service so we can see it, so we can promote it. We will be doing a, a, a thankful Thursdays roundup on Let's Go P.com. Actually, i go back and do that right now. A little social media recap? A little social media recapage. It's been a while. Good, good, to, good to get back and swing that. I recap the social media here in a minute. Yeah, we haven't, but it's, it's been a good time when we have. It'll be exciting. You know what else is exciting? Um... Well, Mandalorian episode one was pretty good. Just elite writing. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. If you haven't seen Justified, you're not going to get what I'm talking about. Let's let's not preempt our content for next week. Oh, so good, so good. Um, but back to what I was saying was exciting. Our Twitter and Instagram at Let's Go P. Go follow us now. And if you don't want to follow us on there, you can follow us on Facebook. Our official accounts: Austin P. Governors. You can check out. All the digital media content that our friends Eric and Robin are making for those channels. Let's go P.com for dates, news, and stories. Casey Cody Bush and myself uh, wrapped up the Behind the Lens feature this week with some of the greatest shots of the long and illustrious career of one Robert Smith. Check that out. A bunch of cool things from the history of Austin P. from a man who has shot so many of those moments. I saw the block for the first time. You're going to want to go look at that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Also because it's Murray State losing. Which it makes it better. Which is the best. Hey, you want to know what people are going to need here now that we have basketball schedules? Um, pants. Oh, yes, but they're going to need tickets to come watch those basketball games. Why are you getting pants? You, you can put the ticket in your pocket of your pants. You could do that. But I think our tickets are mobile this year. Are they? Or is that somebody? I don't know. I read. Maybe that was somebody else. I think you were trying to make a point about ticketing. <laughs> the point is, if you need tickets, you should get in contact with our ticket gurus, Katie Locke and her assistant, John Calvin. They have all the information you can use to get in the game. And if you want to have a walk-up ticket inquiry, head on over to the Forterra Stadium box office for your, your immediate needs and visit our buddy Johnny over there. I hear he might be getting lonely, so you guys should go buy tickets from him. Find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, or directly on the website at letsgop.com slash podcast. Give us a rating review on the podcast, five stars, five stars. And if you want to suggest a guest, let us know of a local or on-campus event we shout out. Match our excitement for the upcoming hoop season. Tweet us. I'm at C. Wilson 225 He's at C underscore Craig19. Love yourself. Love each other. Talk to you next week. Goodbye. No guest jeans. I dropped out of school, I'm still getting mad, but don't test me. I play to the left, they went to the right, they try to finesse me. Still running around with that blicky, I hope they don't catch me. Police had ready that spot, so we went to the next street. Hell, like I'm dumb as soon as it pops, I'm going.
say I'm hard and he say I'm garbage, I'm rich and 